Hi, welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 21, and it's called The Rose Garden. Well, I'm Sonia Wood, and you may or may not know that I love roses. I've got a rather large rose garden, and I just get immense pleasure from these roses and from my rose garden. They do many, many, many good, wonderful things for me, and I'd love to share them with people. You might have already discovered this if you follow the Oikos Facebook page or subscribe to the newsletter and so on and so forth. I like to share photos of some of the beautiful roses from my garden. Roses have just brought me so, so much pleasure that I love to share them with others. And in actual fact, I grew up with roses. In fact, I had a grandfather that just was a rose king, according to me. Um, And I went and stayed with him at a time, and I shared the story with Missy about what my grandpa had taught me about roses when I was a little girl. And then she wrote a story called The Rose Garden. And you will hear that the story is all about myself, well, Missy writing the story about her mother when her mother was a little girl. So that's different. (laughs) That's interesting. But once again, the story has a life lesson in it for us. And so that's why these little stories are from the Oikos Ministry Messages book booklet, because that's precisely what they are. They're little ministry messages. So this story is the last little story in the Oikos Ministry Messages book, the story of the Rose Garden. And again, I just hope that as you listen to it, that you will receive something from it that will be of value to you. If not to yourself, then maybe somebody else that can value from it that you know that the story might be supportive to them or even to one of your children, perhaps. Anyway, I just hope you enjoy the story. And uh, also, thank you for listening to the podcast. And I will look forward to sharing with you in the next one. Bye for now. The Rose Garden. The sun poured through the window of the car, landing on a little girl's lap. She trailed her hand in front of it, making shadows fall on her bright yellow dress. She had just moulded her hands to form a bunny rabbit when her mother's voice floated into her musings. Are you excited about spending the week with your grandpa? A large smile tripped across the child's face as her emerald eyes focused on her mother. Yes, Mum, I'm very excited. Grandpa's going to be showing me his rose garden, and he said that I could even help him prune them. This was the child's first outing in which she was to be away from her parents for a significant time. The prospect of spending an entire week with her beloved grandpa had been the topic of discussion in the McCurrick household for over a month now, and finally the day had come when little Sonia McCurrick was in the car heading towards grandpa. Her eyes floating from tree to tree as they drove slowly down the road, Sonia's mind wandered to last week when she had last seen her grandpa. She had sat on his knee as they discussed their plans for her upcoming visit. They had spoken of all the different types of rose plants and how each one liked to be treated. Grandpa told her that if you really loved your roses, they would know it and grow beautifully for you. He had said that his roses were grown with the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is why his roses grew so well. And now Sonia would be there to watch and see just how much his roses loved him and grew beautifully just to please him. The car rumbled to a stop. We are here, Mother's voice announced, bringing Sonia up in her seat and causing her hand to fly to the handle. 
The door swung open and the child's feet barely touched the brick driveway as she flew into strong, warm arms. I'm here, Grandpa. A smooth, gentle laugh permeated the air around her ears. Yes, you are. And are you ready to help me look after my roses? The small hands pushed gently against the broad chest so that the wide eyes could meet the older, wiser ones. A small but serious voice was raised with grave importance. Yes, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to love them. I truly am. This affirmation of support was met with a tightened squeeze. The child then was placed gently on the ground as her grandfather circled the car to greet his daughter-in-law. Sonia emerged on the veranda a few hours later, clad in faded dungarees, a flannel blouse and an oversized sun hat. Her bags had been unpacked, farewells to mother had taken place, tea had been enjoyed, and now it was finally time to meet the roses. A larger form emerged in the doorway, with only one question. Are you ready, Sonia? The child almost jumped in excitement. Yes, Grandpa, yes. Can we go see the roses now? A smile seemed to fill the grandfather's face as he simply took the little hand and led her down the terraces towards his beloved rose garden. What is this one's name, Grandpa? Sonia asked as her small fingers caressed the fine, smooth pink petals of a large rose. That is my favourite rose, and it shares its name with a very grand lady. In fact, she was the Queen of England. This rose was dubbed as a tribute to her. Its name is Queen Elizabeth, and it's a standard rose, which means that it will grow almost as tall as me. The child's eyes had grown large during the story, and now the sweet voice of wonder filled the garden. You mean a person can have a rose named for them? And that type of rose will have that name for always and forever? The older eyes crinkled around the edges with suppressed amusement. He so loved this little girl. Yes, a rose can carry your name forever. It truly is a very great honour to share your name with the grand old family of the roses. They spent the remaining hour weaving between the blooming bushes discussing each plant. The child received each one's name, its history and how and when Grandpa had obtained possession of it. Grandpa had informed her that she could not possibly start working with the roses until she had been properly introduced to them all. Her eyes were very wide with amazement and wonder when at last Grandmother called them in for afternoon tea. For the next few days, Grandma would find two heads bent over blooming bushes as the young and old weeded, watered and generally discussed the rose plants. Three days lapsed in this pleasant manner, but upon waking on the fourth day of her visit, Sonia was to find that there was to be a change in their now comfortable routine. The altered schedule was announced during breakfast. Well, Sonia, I see you have enjoyed your time thus far with the roses. You have learnt many aspects of rose care and you have assisted me tremendously. I have enjoyed having your support and companionship. So today, I thought we may do something new. I wish to show you how to prune and prepare the roses for the winter months. How does that sound? Sonia, not normally a fidgety child, had begun to squirm in her chair, for this was the lesson she had been longing for since arriving at Grandpa's house. She'd begun to worry that he had forgotten his promise to show her how to prune, and now she realised that all this time he had been making her understand the importance of maintaining your roses. You can't just prune them now and then and not tend to their other needs. Sonia! Grandpa's voice interrupted her thoughts, and she was suddenly aware 
that she had not given him an answer. She amended that quickly. Sorry, Grandpa. I was just thinking how pleased I was that you had taught me how to look after roses and not just how to prune. But I'm so glad that you remember that I wish to learn how to prune as well. Can we go now and start? The fidgeting had begun to grow almost uncontrollable and food had faded into far memory. The child had only one thought now. When was she to start pruning? It was not a deep male voice had answered her question, but rather that of a sweet elderly lady. Now, Sonia dear, you know that you are not to begin your day working in the garden until all your breakfast is eaten. Settle down now and finish your food. The roses will be there when you are ready. This was not said with an ounce of unkindness, but rather with a sweet authority, one which the child knew she ought to obey. Yes, Grandma, the roses will have to wait for me to be ready, won't they? A sweet smile trickled across the soft, wrinkled face. Yes, I know they will. We don't want you feeling ill or tired today, so eat up so you can get to work. The child's eyes dropped from her grandmother's gentle gaze and focused on the plate in front of her determined to have it finished in short order. Some thirty minutes later, grandfather and granddaughter were strolling down the terrace, armed with pruning shears, gloves securely in place, fitting one a little better than the other, but that did not put a damper on the pleasant mood. Sonia, full of questions, was hopping from one leg to the other with the pure excitement of it all. An old, experienced hand reached out to claim the handle of his trusted shears. Like a surgeon about to perform a surgery, he lowered his head to gather his thoughts. Large green eyes watched with fascination as the gloves were adjusted and the shears were squeezed and released. All the pre-pruning functions completed. The great head was raised and the eyes locked. It was time. Okay, the first thing you need to know about pruning is that you must know your plants. Each one is different. Some need to be pruned drastically, cut down almost to the ground while others just wish to get trimmed. It takes time to get to know just how each rose wishes to be treated, but once you have found out its preferences, likes and dislikes, your garden will be beautiful. I like to think that roses are a little bit like children. Each one is unique, and you need to know just how to treat them. The only way to do that is by spending time with them. Do you understand, Sonia? The small, blonde head nodded earnestly. She understood that Grandpa had spent many hours coming to know his roses, and now he knew just what to do for each one. The full lesson that her grandfather had imparted to her would not be fully understood until many years later. The pruning of the roses began, with each rose having its own special treatment. A few tears slipped down the smooth, rosy cheeks as tall stems fell to the ground. Upon seeing them, the grandfather explained that we may not feel sorry for the roses now, but we must remind ourselves that they must be cut down so as to grow even more beautiful next year. The tears were wiped away once hearing this explanation. A small smile even peeped through when she was told that she may select all the fallen blooms and place them in a vase so that they may enjoy the last roses of the season in the home. Grandmother was especially pleased with this plan for her entire lounge was filled with sweet-smelling rose blooms. The week was at its end. Mother had just telephoned to say that she was on her way. Sonia sat on the floral, cushioned cane chair, her small suitcase at her feet. Her eyes floated from one rose arrangement to another. What a lot she had learnt this week. 
but her greatest lesson would not be realized until she had a home and family of her own. For right now, she was just filled with a love for her grandparents and the precious roses. Many years had passed. The little girl had grown into a woman with a family of her own, with her own little girl whom she could teach to care for roses. She had everything that she had longed for in life, a strong and faithful relationship with God, a loving and caring husband who worked alongside her in their ministry from home, two precious children which she had the great joy of educating from home so she could spend the entire day with them, a comfortable home in the country, three dogs, two cats, a peaceful community, and even a rose garden which contained over a hundred rose plants. This garden was filled with the love she had learned to give plants many years before, and each plant was cared for in its own unique way. This rose garden caused great joy for the entire family, but especially for Sonia and her daughter. The daughter did not show a particular interest in the management of the garden, but her pleasure was without measure when a new bud bloomed, or one of the plants had an extra-large harvest of blossoms. The mother felt pure joy to see her child enjoying the blossoms so immensely. Her roses continued to bloom in all their splendour. Every year their blossoms were more spectacular and more abundant. Sonia took great joy in tending to these plants, but whenever complimented or congratulated as to the wonder of her garden, she would simply reply by telling of how she had learned all from her grandfather. Although that dear man had long since gone to enjoy a celestial rose garden, she would continue tending the roses as he had taught if only as a memory of his loving care. Then one fine autumn day, a family arrived at Sonia's home to collect something. Sonia, always the perfect hostess, offered them tea, which of course was accepted with thanks. Over steamy cups of tea, it was discovered that the husband, father, of this dear family was in fact a rose specialist. Sonia was thrilled with this discovery and asked if he would mind taking a look at her roses, for she had never had any professional opinion on them and would love to see what he thought of her precious roses. The party trailed out into the sunlight, their shoes making slight indentations in the freshly watered ground. When they reached the garden, the professional went to work, examining and critiquing each bush. His soft grey eyes looked up with shame to the proud owner of the garden, his voice held a note of pity as he cast his diagnosis upon the plants. I see that each plant has been pruned separately. This is never good. For you see, you should treat each rose plant in a garden the same. I see that some bushes have been trimmed very aggressively. This is most likely the worst thing you can do for a rose plant. You should rather trim the edge of the stem very gently. Never be aggressive with your pruning. And I see that you have put rose fruit down more on some than others. This must never be done. Each rose plant must be fed the same amount every second month. And what is this? He asked as he pushed at a lump of white granules with the tip of his shoe. Sonia, quite white at this point, felt an uncertainty as she answered in a timid, small voice. That's Epsom salts. The look of shock and horror that swept over the professional's face sent Sonia's heart into a downhill spiral. His voice carried all the shock and disbelief that his face was exuding. You should never, ever place Epsom salts over the roots of a rose. It's a wonder that your roses have not died altogether. Wherever did you hear of such a bizarre treatment? 
Her body was trembling quite notably now. She struggled to form the words in her trembling mouth. Well, you see, my grandfather taught me about roses, and then that was one of the things he used to do for them. The shocked expression had increased and now tumbled out. This is the very first time in all my years of rose work that I have encountered such an unusual trait. If you do not stop treating your roses with such harsh techniques, they will not survive much longer. He then went on to explain how you should treat roses. Almost everything he told her to do was the opposite of what she had been doing up to that point. Sonia had written down what he had said, promising herself that she would put it all into action that very week. The family left soon after this, with Sonia thanking the professional for all his help and advice. Her feet felt heavy as she slowly made her way back to the house. She could not believe that all these years she had been doing so much wrong. Her poor roses. She would see to it that they were treated properly now. She made good to her word. The very next day we were to see a large sun hat bent in steady determination over the rose plants. Sonia followed the advice word for word, slowly working her way through the list she had made, determined to set things right with her roses, and feeling terribly inadequate as a rose owner. She should have done research with regard to roses. She should have studied them more. Why had she just done things her way? She was not trained or experienced in rose care. She had not gone on any courses or attended any workshops. How did she think that she could own a rose garden? She must set things right. She continued in this determined manner for months, slowly working through the list of do's and don'ts for rose care. She spent hours reading material relating to roses. The more she studied and researched, the more confused she became. Each article that was read seemed to contradict the previous one, till at last she did not know what to believe or do. When the time came when her roses generally began to burst forth with buds, all that was seen were green leaves and stems. Her heart sank with disappointment and discouragement. She obviously could not grow roses successfully. It was at this time that her daughter made a point that she seemed to have completely forgotten. It was made while they stood staring down at the green foliage where rose blooms used to be. The daughter's eyes were filled with disappointment and sorrow but most of all they were filled with anger. Her voice confirmed this last feeling as she expressed her frustration. Mum, why did you disregard all the years when you have had such success with your roses? You seem to forget all about the way your roses like to be treated. You have made them all conform to the same routine. Remember that you have told me that they are all different and like to be treated separately, but now they are all the same, big bushes of leaves. Tears sprung to her eyes and she hurried away to deal with her sudden display of emotion. Left alone in her thoughts, Sonia suddenly realised her daughter was right. She had neglected all years of rose care, disregarded her grandfather's training and thrown herself into what the professionals had said. But they did not know her roses. They did not know how each one wished to be treated, that some needed to be pruned almost to the ground, while others had to be trimmed slowly and gently. They had not been there to decide which was the perfect place in which to plant them. They had not gently watered them when they looked a little limp or fed them when they seemed slightly malnourished. They did not know them, but she did. She had been there to help them through and now she had forgotten all of this because she had felt she had to conform to the ways of the experts. What she realised now was that, 
when it came to her garden, she was the expert. When this realization came, she was filled with a peace and confidence that she had not experienced for many months. She went back to work in her garden, but this time she did things the way she knew. How? The way she felt right. The way that fitted. The way in which God was her expert. Let's look at the story of Sonia's rose garden and place it into our own lives. Don't we feel a certain amount of pressure by the outside world to conform? Don't we feel inadequate to stand up to the professionals? Don't we feel guilty to do things the way that work for us? Don't we feel as if we should listen to them who know instead of to God? We face all these questions in our lives. It's hard to do things differently, to be the odd one out. Sometimes we feel it would just be easier to conform, to do it like everyone else. But that is not how God made us to be. He made us to be unique and individual, with our own thoughts and ideas. How saddened he must be if we were to see all creation following the same routine, doing the exact same things, thinking the exact same thoughts. Where is the uniqueness in that? He said that we will be like aliens in this world, standing out as different and unique. By doing this, we will attract interest. Sometimes it will be positive, and other times it will be negative. But if we are to use each opportunity to share something of God with others, it will not matter how they wish to view us. Let me encourage you to see your children as a rose garden. You know how each child, rose, needs to be treated. You know how much each one needs to be disciplined or pruned. You know when it is the best time to teach, feed, and train, water, and you know how important it is to love them. You know your child. You know what's best for them. And you know that if you follow God's expert advice, you will have children, rose plants, that fill your home every day with their blessings. Fragrant, beautiful rose blooms. God bless you and enjoy gardening in God's rose garden.